Welcome to Real Radiant, a podcast from the heart to help you connect to your radiant self. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and each week I'm bringing on some amazing guests for real and honest conversations on topics like lifestyle, wellness, and how to live your best life. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Real Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Lesniewski, and I'm so happy to be back on the mic for another episode this week. Today, I'm joined by Gigi Robinson. She is a chronic illness advocate, speaker, podcast host, sports illustrated model. There is nothing that this girl literally can't do. She's killing it in all aspects. So I was so happy to have her come on the podcast today because I know that she's such a perfect person to talk to. In this episode, we talk all about chronic illness, what it's been like for her living with the chronic illness, how she has used her passion for photography to help her gain acceptance for the parts of herself that she didn't always love and accept her chronic illness that that she was living with. And then we also went into body image and just her thoughts on how society and social media can shape our body image and some tips on how she really creates a positive attitude when it comes to how she views herself. So many good tips and insight in this episode, as well as quotes, tons of quotes. We talked a lot of, we talked about a lot of quotes and brought up a lot of quotes. So definitely a lot that you can jot down and take notes on and keep for later. But yeah, I'm so happy and excited for you guys to listen to this episode. But before we get into it, I just want to remind you all to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. I love getting feedback from you guys. Any feedback is good feedback. So tell me what you're liking, not liking, anything like that. And then also follow the Instagram at Real Radiant with two teas where you can get podcast updates, yoga, lifestyle, wellness tips. So definitely be sure to go check that out. And without further ado, here's Gigi. Hi, Gigi. Thank you so much for coming on Real Radiant Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So the question of the podcast that I ask everybody that comes on is what is one quote that has resonated with you and changed your perspective on things like life, jobs, relationships, anything like that? Yeah, my podcast name, Everything You Need Within, is a big one just because it really is about your ability to look within and get whatever you want done in life, um, you can make happen. And then the other thing that's kind of more of an accountability quote is do the things today that others won't so that tomorrow you can do the things that other can't. Mm -hmm. I love those. I love those. And for that, that second one, what does that kind of mean to you? Like, how has that affected your life? Yeah, it's again, it's really about accountability and making sure that you are always putting your best foot forward and getting as much done as you can in any given moment and doing it to the fullest so that um, you can just like be more knowledgeable and and get, get shit done. I love that. I love that. So tell us a little bit about you, who you are, your background, all of that for those who don't yeah. know. Thanks again for having me. Um, My name's Gigi Robinson. I'm 24. I live in New York City, born and raised. I went to USC um, for both my undergrad and my master's. And I am currently a full-time creator, model, host, advocate, public speaker, writer, you name it. I kind of do it at this point. And it's just been really, really fun um, to be a freelancer and to do kind of whatever I want, but also within parameters and do it the best that I can. So yeah. How did you get into doing all that stuff? Like, did it all just kind of happen or was it more of a gradual process? It was definitely gradual, but it also kind of just 
happened. Um, and I feel like it was a combination of the pandemic happening and accelerating my like growth in a lot of ways and also forcing me to have um, more focus in in honing my craft and being mm-hmm. the best at what I do. And also on top of that, like pursuing a career based on kind of like the, <laughs> the trauma of not being able to advocate for myself and wanting to help others do the same. So can you kind of walk us through like what your childhood was like? Like, was there clear signs in your childhood and when we, you were little that you were going to grow up to be a voice for other people and kind of an advocate? I mean, yes and no. I was really shy actually growing up. So Mm -hmm. um, in that case, no, but yes, in that I always loved helping people be confident. And I did that on the other side of the camera as a photographer for years, teaching people how to pose, how to feel their most confident, creating images that, you know, really make them feel really amazing. Mm -hmm. And how did that passion for photography lead you kind of into what you do now? Well, I think again, it comes down to confidence. It was like a matter of me learning how to pose and showing people that it could be done in a photo like with my body and posing in front of mirrors. You can see there's a ton of mirrors behind me. Like I've always Mm -hmm. had these kinds of things so that I know that I'm my most confident and that I like kill a photo shoot and I do it really, really well so that my clients like it so that they refer me. I think it's kind of in the business of entertainment where like, if you're happy, if you're kind, if you're the, you know, nicest person in the room, people are going to remember that they're going to invite you back. Mm -hmm. And it's the same if you're on either side of the camera. So um, doing photography really taught me about that. And I did, um, you know, like photography and self-portraiture for years and years and years before Mm -hmm. I like did anything else um Mm -hmm. actually so yeah it's it's been really cool and I think the biggest gift it gave me was confidence on camera and off you're an advocate for other people as well as yourself when it comes to chronic illness so can you kind of like tell us your story when it comes to that for those who maybe don't know that side of you Yeah, well, I mean, it all started when I got diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome a while ago, um, a while ago, over a decade ago, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a genetic disorder that causes me a lot of chronic pain and fatigue, and it has really shaped a lot of the things that I've done because I used to be really ashamed of it, and I used to not really feel confident in a lot of ways because I always was fearing of, like, being you know, left out because I was like, I had different issues and whatnot. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think living with a chronic illness has really shaped a lot of what I've done and made me really humble and like never, um, ever being like judgmental or, you know, scary or, you know, upset with, with other people for not being able to like make something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that that's like super important to me as well. Yeah. Do you think experiencing that, like you said, at such a young age also made you mature faster and where you see the world in a different way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's like really no doubt about that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it again, made me become the person that I am because it humbled me and it also made me become more self-aware at a young age of like, I know I can't go out to, you know, 
like eat certain kinds of food or I know I can't go extend myself on like a super long walk or um, if people are going to play ball, like I can't do that. I would, I would be sitting on the sidelines and there's always people doing that, but it did make me very insecure for a while. And I think it wasn't until college that I really also accepted that like life was different for me than other people. And it was more challenging with my chronic illness and that affected like my mental health that affected my physical health. And it's really hard when you're growing up, you know, so you just have to do what you can. And for me, that was kind of like, again, lasering in on honing my craft as a photographer and focusing my energy on something that I liked kind of like a lifeline. Like that was what was keeping me like positive and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you think that, cause there's this quote, um, I think Ed Milet said it, that you gain confidence through me too, <laughs> through keeping promises to yourself. And do you think that photography was kind of a way it was like you keeping a promise to yourself to just stick to your passions and yeah. follow what felt good. And then that in turn created confidence. Absolutely. I think keeping the promise to myself to like, let me get through my worst days and knowing that there's like better days. And that if I did make it through my worst days, that, you know, anything moving forward would be be better really inspired me. And it also helped me kind of gain this clarity, knowing that I could do whatever I wanted as long as I put my mind to it. So, um, I, I feel like in life, I'm like the only one who competes with myself. I'm the only one who really like puts myself first. Like Mm -hmm. I, I do that because I know that there's like good things on the other side. It's really like people in life expect silver platters to come to you, but like that doesn't come to you unless you get yourself in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Where where those things happen. Like people think you're just going to get it in bed. No, it's not going to mm-hmm. happen that way. Like, <laughs> um, so I think that the hard work and emphasizing that is really a part of it. And I just, I really like to, I, I get, I, I really like reaping rewards of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like I have my own goals, which are going to be different than yours and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. So I think, just staying true to that and also keeping those goals close to me so that it motivates me more. Right. So that I don't get distracted because the more people that you tell about your goals, it can go either way. The more people in your inner circle that you tell, sometimes people become jealous. Sometimes they'll try to Mm -hmm. go after that. Um, Sometimes you share that with a mentor and maybe they're the stepping stone for you. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. about being strategic in who you tell about what your goals are. And also again, keeping certain things close so that when the right moment happens, you have the resources and you have the network to really reach out and make that happen. Mm -hmm. So do you think, because a lot of people have said that when it comes to like your dreams and your goals that you should not speak it out loud at all, but then other people say that you should just to kind of manifest it and to, you know, speak it into the ether and speak it into the universe to create it. So yes, like it's good to have balance and everything, but do you fall more in like the line of saying things out loud to the universe so that way it manifests itself for you or more on the back end of wanting to not? I think it's both honestly, because Mm -hmm. I really am big on writing things in my journal. And like, I really get satisfied when I can like cross things off and I go back to my like February list. And I look Mm -hmm. at the things that I've done from February to now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's like super fun and exciting to to have happen, but it's not like I'm sitting in my room on my floor, like chanting about my manifestations. It's, Mm -hmm. it's manifesting is, um, it's about that quote about how luck doesn't happen. Like you have to look for it, but also luck is an intersection of preparation and opportunity. 
And I think that that is manifestation. Mm-hmm. That's what people think like, and they, and they see, again, they, they see the reward and mm-hmm. they don't prepare or they haven't necessarily like seen the opportunity. But if you know your stuff and if you're working on a goal and you get it done the way that you really think it should be done when an opportunity presents itself, you'll be ready. And people will, from the outside, see it as luck or a manifestation of it, mm-hmm. but really it's just your hard work. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really true point. Cause so often, especially like with social media and stuff, we see just the exterior of what people are achieving. And when mm-hmm. to us, it seems so seamless and we don't see like the ups and downs yeah. or the reality of what it took to actually get there. And I think a big part of like all of this too is judgment and like facing other judgment from yourself or from other people. So like throughout Mm -hmm. your journey, creating a life of your dreams and getting to a place where you feel confident within yourself, how did you really handle that judgment either from yourself or from other people? Yeah, I'm going to go with another quote, but other (laughs) people's opinions of you is none of your business. Mm -hmm. And there's been times where I have felt, I think a pressure from living in New York and knowing that everyone's judgmental, even if they say they're not, they're going to have an opinion. They're going to, you know, maybe be, um, in LA more people will be nice to your face and then talk about you behind your back. But in New York, people just will be like super blunt and you just can't take that to heart because at the end of the day, like you're the only person that's going to make something happen. So why are you going to let like somebody else's view in your life when like you don't even know them um mm-hmm. affect how you do everything um and how like you're you're living your life it's it's a it's an irrational thought in my opinion so um i personally just get through it that way and with social media with like all of those different um things kind of like being a pressure into like psychologically like having all of these people say things left and right and feeling judged by people on the internet you don't know them they don't know you like it's Mm -hmm. not it's not your business it's a projection most of the time and you just have to kind of be okay with that Mm -hmm. do you think like because with someone in your situation where you do have like a following on social media and you do a lot in terms of like entertainment and Mm -hmm. and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and do you think that it eventually gets to a point where you kind of dissociate from that judgment from other people where you just stop feeling it or is it you just learning better to cope with it? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think it's, it's, again, it's about being prepared for the Mm -hmm. opportunity. My opportunity is having the platform, being able to go speak at places, knowing if you're not being polarizing, like people Mm -hmm. aren't going to start talking about you. And normally Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you have something that is really good, other people are going to try to dim your light and bring you down You just have to be resilient enough Mm -hmm. to not let those opinions bother you. And I think my career as a photographer, having, you know, winning a lot, but also losing a lot, like having Mm -hmm. judgments and bad critiques. I think in my photo classes in college, I got B's. Mm -hmm. Why would I get a B in photography if I'd been doing it all these years? It was about the subject matter. The teachers didn't Mm -hmm. like it, but the students knew, the students knew like, wow, Gigi is creating work that actually is going to make an impact outside that's of, of the school setting that's tangible versus everyone else is taking conceptual art, not saying it's bad. It's just not the path that I wanted to go. And the Mm -hmm. teachers didn't like that. And technically that didn't fill the criteria for the assignment, but Mm -hmm. had I not done that, 
I don't think I would have been prepared to now talk about it three years later, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, again, it's, it's about that preparation. Everything that we're doing now eventually leads to like what we're meant to do and what we're destined to do. But do you think Mm -hmm. that with what done and what you've, you've achieved in your life, there was a way to really prepare yourself or do you feel that you just kind of were thrown into it? I think I was for sure thrown into it. Um, because I never, when I was younger thought like, oh, I want, you know, a big following. I didn't, I, I grew up like not even knowing what that was. I never thought, oh, I want to be in the world of celebrity or like the entertainment industry. I thought Mm -hmm. I was going to be doing photography. And now I think it just is a point in time where I'm able to harness my power and my creativity that much more that's mm-hmm. put me in this position. And I'm kind of just learning every day, but again, also using a lot of the resources and my mentors who work in the industry, who work at these big social companies, mentors who work in entertainment, just so that I am that much more, I think, excited and well-versed in, in what mm-hmm. to expect in certain instances. Mm-hmm. And how do you actually go about finding mentors? Because that's something that I think we all kind of struggle with. And it's hard to find people who are actually reliable and who align with the vision that we have for our lives. So how did you kind of navigate that situation? Yeah, I totally hear you on that because part of finding a mentor is really being vulnerable enough to ask people for help. And a lot of times people are scared of that because they think asking for help means that you're failing. Mm -hmm. I personally see that as an opportunity, again, to get resources and have a mutual exchange of information that's going to help both parties, right? Mm -hmm. For most young people listening, I would say you have nothing to lose. You're starting your career. Be kind. Ask for the help. Post about it on LinkedIn. Post about it on Instagram. Ask your friends, ask your dad, your mom, like your guardian, like somebody in your family probably has the resources to whatever you want. I think you have like six like levels to being connected to people in this world. And I really, truly believe that you can access that through networking and through finding mentors. So a couple of weeks ago, I put out like a LinkedIn message being like, Hey guys, like, I don't really do a lot of asking for help here, but Mm -hmm. I would love to find a mentor in the industry that can, you know, help me whether that's in small business or content Mm -hmm. creation. And you know what? Some people responded, other people didn't. Some people emailed me, other people texted me and were like, Mm -hmm. I know somebody who's going to help. And then I got on the phone. They're like, I know someone who can help. And I think just being fearless and being okay with the answer. No, is really important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think with that, a lot of times people will defer themselves from actually going forward and like posting stuff like that, or like just DM DMing people just to see if they could help them or get information from them or something. And I think a big fear of rejection kind of blocks them from actually doing that. So how have you been able to handle rejection? Um, I mean, there's like a big quote, like rejection (laughs) is redirection. And last night, Um, I saw the halftime premiere um, for JLo's new thing. And she said that no is just an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, there's, there's not much more to it that every single time something doesn't happen, how you mentally think it's going to happen, which is like trying to predict the future, which is again, irrational and usually doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. you just kind of ebb and flow with it and know that, okay, this didn't work. I'm going this way now. And then I'm going to do that next. Like 
I didn't think I was going to go to grad school, but then I applied and I got in and decided I was going to go. And I didn't know that I wasn't going to work full time and um, Mm -hmm. as in corporate. And now I'm running a business. Like I'm just figuring it all out. And I think not being so hard on ourselves is also really important. And like you, you can't always get what you want. That's another favorite quote, like rolling. I mean, it's not by the Rolling Stones, but like that song Mm -hmm. is like an anthem of mine because Mm -hmm. like, the whole thing goes like, you can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes you just might find you get what you need. And sometimes Mm -hmm. again, that's redirection. That's a lesson. That's a mentor. That's learning something about yourself. And that is the most beneficial thing Mm -hmm. out of any opportunity. Yeah. Just being able to pivot because it's so hard sometimes because we'll get it in our head and we'll just be like, Oh my gosh, I want this. I'm not taking any other option. And then when it doesn't happen, we get so down on ourselves and sad. Absolutely. And it's just so hard to deal with. It is hard to deal with, but I think a lot of times we end up again, beating ourselves up for something that's completely out of our control. Like Mm -hmm. in life, the only thing you have control of is yourself. Really. It's, it's how you handle situations. So if you're struggling and you need help, guess what? It's okay. You can ask for help. You can Mm -hmm. talk to your friends about it. You can maybe talk to your therapist. If you have access to that, you can call a, you know, hotline that you need Mm -hmm. um, to talk and figure something out. If it's, if it's that serious, or you can take a moment to check in with yourself and be like, okay, this rejection is making me feel like I am not good enough because right. Mm -hmm. And, and when you usually get to the, because step, you have to actually think of something rational. And that's the point where you realize that your thought is actually irrational from the start, Mm -hmm. right? You're completely worthy. There's nothing that makes you not worthy for it. It's just maybe you just weren't a fit for something. Sometimes people are looking for something else. I'm like, that's okay. Right. You don't need Mm -hmm. to beat yourself up about someone else's mistake. Yeah. Or feel like it's the end of the world when something doesn't work out because there's always right. a backup, you know, no matter what point you are at in your life, whether you're like choosing between doing one thing or the other, or like one thing just doesn't work out for you. There's always a backup option. Even if it doesn't yes. seem like it, there always is. Right. So it's a good thing to remember. Yeah. Like with social media and everything that you're doing and stuff, it's really hard to keep a good and positive body image. Like I know Mm -hmm. for myself, I struggled with an eating disorder and like social media has definitely had a negative effect on me in terms of like how I view my body, how I should look, all that stuff. So how have you really been able to manage that? I think body image is a really specific instance and thing that everybody deals with, right? Even, um, other people that aren't women, although I think women for the most part do deal with it on a like mm-hmm. heightened and much more um, intense level because of the way media really talks about body image. And that's something I've actually been passionate about since I was in high school. I was really mm-hmm. focused on creating content that and creating photos that empowered people in their natural body states, like so that they didn't necessarily have mm-hmm. to look like a supermodel to actually feel beautiful. Right. And Mm -hmm. I initially started that project back, I think in 2016 or 2015, even like Mm -hmm. years ago, 
with photography. And I feel like now mainstream media is kind of catching up. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's always going to be tabloid journalism and, you know, stuff like that, that's going to prohibit the growth of, of some people. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. something that they know kind of like people who love and divulge in pop culture kind of internalize, but Mm -hmm. I think we need to really separate ourselves from again, other people's lives and also other people's lenses of us because with press and with journalism sometimes they'll put a bad photo of you on or they'll say something not the way that you want and it's like it can be scary and you can again internalize it but the only thing that matters is how you feel about yourself um and some things that I've liked to do are like looking at myself in the mirror like having a dance party like literally shamelessly with myself like in these giant mirrors behind me um mm-hmm. and just doing like a little bit of movement every day for like 15 to 30 minutes is really helpful and I'm not focused on looking a certain way I'm focused on how my body feels so I think that that's important Mm-hmm. I like what you just said though, about not focusing on looking a certain way and more just yeah. like, you know, how your body feels. Cause I've, I practice yoga and I'm like really big yeah. into that. And that's what they always tell you. Like in doing that, you don't have to worry about what it looks like or compare yourself to what other people look like. Just focus on how it feels. And there's such a big connection between mind, body, spirit, and just there knowing is. that how you feel is more important than how you look absolutely yes like could not agree more and I think that it's just it's really important for people to understand that but it's it's really it's a hard concept to grasp because we think a lot of the times that people like us based on how we look people talk to us based on how we look it's not about Mm -hmm. that it's about again like how kind you are how Mm -hmm. resilient you are how you know, you're able to kind of read the room and make everybody feel like they're the most important person mm-hmm. in the room, right? I think once you can do that, you know, you're really, you're really rocking and rolling with a lot mm-hmm. of um, different, you know, things in life. Yeah. And I want to get your opinion on this because I saw a video of Jordan Peterson talking about an ad and how now they're doing more of like the body positivity mm-hmm. marketing because he said it's like from a manipulative standpoint. Do you mm. think that's true that they're now featuring body, more body positive ads because it's manipulative? Like they want to just attract more customers and stuff? Or do you think it's generally coming from a place of wanting to do good? I mean, I think it's both. Like, yeah. unfortunately, one can't really exist without the other. Um, I mm. mean, just on different planes, but they intersect when it comes to marketing, advertising and running a business, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, most of the things that we do come down to business, how we make money and Mm -hmm. brands have to sell clothes. People need to like them. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the thing that's different now is that creators are and influencers and, and celebrities are the paid media and Mm -hmm. advertising that was once TV ads and billboards. And while those still exist, portion of those media budgets do go to social media and the way that creators are producing content for them. So I think that is because we want to see other people that look like us and that think like us and that do the things that we do in life. So for me, people wearing adaptive clothing, people with chronic illnesses, people with invisible illnesses, people with disabilities, um, any marginalized community, like I want to see my friends in the advertising, in the ads of clothes, of food, of anything that I'm consuming. I don't want to see somebody who's, you know, 
basically perpetuating mm-hmm. eating disorders and yeah. like looking skinny is the stereotype, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying to exclude any body type. I think campaigns should have as much diversity in their campaigns, body, ethnic, um, and like identity wise as mm-hmm. possible. But it's a business at the end of the day. They have to, their target demographics are going to sell. That's why Facebook ads perform so well. That's why TikTok ads perform so well. It's because we now have the actual data that shows who the consumers of the social media ads are. And therefore it can help figure, help the brand and help the influencer figure out how to best create and monetize. And that's just as simple as it is. I think like, yes, it can be manipulative, but at the same time it's business. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Just, I think a lot of it all comes down to, to just going in with conscious consumption, like knowing that what you're looking at isn't always real. Like even the ads and the people in the ads, like, yes, they may reflect body positivity and some things like that, but they also could be photoshopped, be altered in some way, you know, it's not reality. So just taking it with everything with a grain of salt is a good way to approach all of that stuff. Yeah. For those listening, like most of the people who listen to this are in the 18 to 22 age range. So what would you tell them to really create a better relationship with their bodies and like kind of come into their own? I think again, thinking about like what makes you feel good. So I've had a challenging relationship with food because of the medicine that I take Mm -hmm. and at times. And also like, because my, (laughs) I'm like lactose intolerant and I love cheese and ice cream. So like thinking about the repercussions of eating and like how that's going to affect my mood Mm -hmm. later or my body later, or if I'm at an event and like, what's going to happen, like that's really important, um, to really think about and being self-aware and that takes practice, right. Being Mm -hmm. like in tune with your body and your mental health it takes time. It's not like I just figured this out. I'm 24. Like I I didn't even accept that I was living with a chronic illness and disability until I was in college. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and that was like literally like three years ago. So that's kind of wild to me. Um, and it takes time and just don't be hard on yourself and know that your journey, you know, like loving your body is also about the experiences and being grateful for like what it allows you to do. So for me, it's like on my good days, I'm able to like go to movie premieres or travel. And on my bad Mm -hmm. days, I'm in my bed with my dog. I'm like, that's okay. Right. Not Mm -hmm. being hard on ourselves is I think the biggest lesson that we can take not Mm -hmm. to be confused with being lazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's so hard to find a balance though, between like letting yourself rest and laziness and then also trying to achieve everything and like do everything that you want to do it's so hard sometimes because like I know I beat myself up on it about like allowing myself to rest and then not always being productive all the time yeah. so it's, it's a difficult thing to navigate I know you don't drink from like listening to other podcasts and stuff with you in it so have you felt a lot of pressure from other people because you don't drink and If so, like, how have you kind of managed that? Not drinking is something I have to do because of Mm -hmm. my medicine and how it gets processed in my body. And I think Mm -hmm. that as I get older, even though I'm like still (laughs) in my Mm -hmm. early twenties, it's something that is not really anyone's business again. Like Mm -hmm. they don't know if I have, if I'm taking medicine that I can't drink on, they don't know if I have like some kind of traumatic incident that's happened because Mm -hmm. of drinking. They don't know that maybe I'm pregnant. I'm not saying I am, I'm just Mm -hmm. giving you an example. Um, They don't know that maybe like they have an addiction problem, right? Like, so 
the peer pressure of other people asking you to drink in an instance where like they don't even know you is just disrespectful in my Mm -hmm. opinion. And if people are asking you and you're okay with it, just be like, Oh, like, I mean, why, like, why do you care about what I'm drinking? Like, what are you Mm -hmm. drinking? I'm drinking what I want to drink. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and I think when you flip the question on somebody, like they kind of are like, Oh, like what, I guess maybe what I did say was off. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important. And also again, just like do what makes you feel best. Um, I had an incident a couple of weeks ago where somebody like at the, I don't know how it happened. If my drink got mixed up, if somebody added a shot to a drink, but I took Mm -hmm. a sip of it and I instantly knew I was like, this is not a club soda with lime. And it was a moment where I felt really like violated because I was like, I haven't had a drink in over a year and a half. And all of Mm -hmm. a sudden somebody else decided that it was time to give me a drink. That's not fair. That's like really messed up. And, and again, there's only a couple of things I could do here. I could have gotten mad and caused a scene, or I could have shrugged my shoulders and said, you know what? It's one sip. It's not, it was not on me. I'm not choosing to continue drinking this drink because I know it's bad for me. Whoever did that, not a cool person, not going to be friends with them. They're not in my life. So yeah, I don't know if I, did I answer the question? No, no, you did. And because I was just curious, because I don't drink either personal choice for me. I just had a lot of history with it where I made a lot of poor choices and I was just like, no, this isn't for me anymore. So I decided to stop. And I always am just so curious with other people who don't drink as well and seeing what they experience with that, because your friend groups and things like that, it's, it's so differing between how they respond to you not drinking. And a lot of times people will be so accepting of it and so nice, but then there's that polarity of people who are just like, what, like you don't do that. And it's kind of like a judgment. Yeah, absolutely. I think when other people that are close to you are judging, you you can have an honest conversation and be like, you know, like either this is really why the reason I don't drink. Sometimes you just say, Oh, I'm not going to drink like whatever. And Mm -hmm. maybe they're curious. And maybe one day you feel like you're going to open up to them. And that's totally cool. And like, I have opened up to my friends about that. Other times Mm -hmm. people have been like, come on one shot. Like, it's not going to kill you like whatever. And I'm like, you don't know that. Like, you don't Mm -hmm. know how harsh the medication that I take is right. And at that point, maybe that's a moment where you realize that's like not a real friend or that's not somebody who genuinely cares about my well-being. They only care about how their experience of their night is and they want you to be <laughs> intoxicated for that. And it's like, okay, well, I'm fun without alcohol too. Um, mm-hmm. And like your friends and family should really, you know, honor and respect that. Yeah, agreed. So you're obviously a high performing person. Like you have a lot going on. So I want to know, like, what are your morning and night routines? How do you stay grounded, you know, and take care of yourself? Yeah. Um, I love to go for little walks to my town. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about like, I think like a mile ish both ways or like a mile and a half total. So like quarter, three quarters of a mile each way, um, and grab a little Starbucks or Duncan guilty pleasure. Um, and on top of that, I also really enjoy breath work. I have an incredible breath work coach. His name's Avi Greenberg. Definitely look him up and tell him that you came from me. Um, I know he does workshops in various cities and he's just overall really, um, helped me gain a sense of bodily awareness and knowing like 
how to calm myself down in instances where maybe I am nervous or feeling stressed out and realizing Mm -hmm. like, okay, why am I doing this? And also knowing how to control your breath to calm yourself down, um, Mm -hmm. which is actually really, really cool. And I definitely love like lymphatic drainage massages on my face and (laughs) my body is probably like one of my most favorite things. And uh, getting my hair done. Oh my God. I'm like a dry bar slut. Honestly, if you don't know what that means, it's going to your, (laughs) the hair salon and getting your hair blown out. (laughs) What's next for you? Like, what do you have coming up? Like big plans, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I'm doing some traveling this summer and, um, relaxing some fun partnerships coming up and Mm -hmm. also, um, potentially working on a book and finishing my graduate school degree. So lots of things. And do you have any books, podcasts, or other resources you'd recommend people to check out either on topics that we talked about or stuff that you're just really into? Yeah. Um, I mean, I love a lot of books. I have a lot of books behind me. I don't know if you can see (laughs) over there. Yeah. Um, I love like discover your Dharma is a really good one. Um, and I also love like, I think any kind of like workbook that you can work on. Um, I love listening to music whenever you can and, um, podcasts are fun as well, but I, I feel like I listen to so many things and I kind of like listening to random things. Like I'm not like a person that's like a cult listener of anything Mm -hmm. specific. I kind of listen to episodes with guests that I love. Um, so yeah, Ed Milet though is one of my favorites too. Yeah. I love him. And where can people find you? Like your Instagram website, all that stuff. Um, my website's just my name, ggrobinson.com. All my socials are the word it's, and then my name, Gigi Robinson. So it's Gigi Robinson. And then, um, you can DM me, email me, whatever works. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is such a good conversation. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And like I said, feel free to reach out anytime. I hope this was helpful. 